Happy Halloween, folks. This month, Other Men Need Help is asking for treats in the form of Patreon supporters. We work independently without the support of a network, and it's your contributions that help us make this show. So instead of buying that bag of bite-sized Kit Kats, help us build episodes that you love by becoming a Patreon supporter. For as little as five bucks a month, you'll receive bonus episodes during the season, weekly newsletters from the Other Men Need Help team, early discounted tickets for live events, and more. It's a huge help, and we appreciate it so, so much. Sign up at patreon.com slash othermenneedhelp. That's patreon.com slash othermenneedhelp to become a supporter of the not-so-spooky show, Other Men Need Help, or is it? Join us, won't you? <laughs> I'm not one of those people who thinks time stops each summer. That thing where it's August and people go, ah, I can't believe summer's almost over. So much I wanted to do. I don't do that. However, I do get that way in October. Every fall, I think I'm going to make a haunted house and go back to Maryland and visit all the haunted forests. I'm going to come up with not just a Halloween costume, but THE Halloween costume. And October's 31 days will somehow extend, so I will have time to watch every drive-in-era slasher movie ever made. And come October 31st, There have been no haunted houses or forests. The Halloween costume ends up being something last minute, like index cards taped to my body with clues written on them. I was spoiler alert last year. Not terrible, but definitely not canon. And if I'm lucky, I can peel myself away from working to watch a few Friday the 13th. Like summer nostalgia for other people, Horror has been in my blood since an early age, and it's been hard to shake off. Same thing for Dave, Will, and John, who work at the Mahoning Drive-In. What was your first horror experience? My father took me to see Jaws when Jaws first came out, like originally in the theater. I was way too young and impressionable, I think. It scared the crap out of me. That really messed me up slash made me realize I love to be scared. And honestly, it was almost a year of just like petrified to go in the bathroom. I was going through channels and then I, uh, I realized it was on. It was leaning up to the scene with Tim Curry climbing out of the, uh, out of the drain and it just, I don't know if it permanently messed me up, but it definitely planted that seed. I met Dave, Will, and John at the entrance of the Mahoning Drive-In Theater in Pennsylvania's Poconos Mountains. Mahoning specializes in screening classic genre fare, often thematic weekends of double and triple features, all on 35mm film prints projected from the drive-in's original 1940s projector. It's a truly magical place, especially for film buffs, and in particular, horror aficionados. Folks raised on video store pilgrimages. Friday nights, it was always, let's go down to the video store and let's pick out a couple cool movies. So I would recommend stuff like, we've got to see Silent Night, Deadly Night. And they'd be like, how did you know about this movie? And I'm like, 
research man. You got to do your research. It was the same like Friday tradition type thing where we would go and we would play Magic the Gathering at my friend's house. You know, we'd have like eight of us, so we'd do kind of like a small tournament type thing. And then we'd put on whatever feature was on for the night. Insidious was the movie that had broken through to me and two other of my friends. It's always fun to have a bonding experience, like when you're watching a movie with yeah. some people, but you've seen it before and you know what's coming. So like you're half watching the movie and you're half watching them because that's just so much fun yeah. watching to see if like your friends are like as horrified as you are. Lately, I've been reflecting on my early diet of dream warriors and mass murderers and the, dare I say, normalish adult I became. And I feel a certain affinity for other adult men whose parents, like mine, were probably worried that we were turning into serial killers. I'm Mark Pagan, and you're listening to Other Men Need to Work on Their Impressions of Freddy Krueger. It's been a long time since I've done it. Adulthood has given me acid reflux, which already wrecks havoc with my larynx. So when I do this, it makes things flare up even worse. I know I saw scary movies with other kids when I was younger, but I don't remember a lot of kids reading Fangoria or knowing who Gunnar Hansen or Robert England were. In my peer group, horror was niche. And that could be kind of isolating. And now as a tax-paying, do-whatever-I-want-to-do adult, I can go see all the R-rated movies I want and hopefully find the kind of people I want to do that sort of thing with. I just realized something. I think you might be the person I've seen the most horror movies with. (laughs) At the time of this recording, I'd only been friends and colleagues with producer Rob Schulte for a few years. But apparently in that time, we had tried to go see every repertory horror and genre screening in New York City. We saw Friday the 13th Part 2 together. That was awesome. Silent Night, Deadly Night. I love that movie. Sure. One of the nightmares. E- I know we saw at least a- Did we see a Halloween? The Italian Mad Max movie. Yes, Warriors of the Wasteland. The one previous to that was Friday the 13th. Yeah, that was fun. Rob and I met up in the not very spooky area of Prospect Park to talk about scary stuff. We first got to know each other through our comedy and podcasting circles and soon discovered a love for genre fare, especially VHS-era slasher movies. And I hold people like Rob with deep fondness as it feels rare to have someone I can text, hey, any interest in seeing April Fool's Day at Alamo? And even rarer that that someone will reply with a heart emoji. Rob's the host and producer of some beloved podcasts, including Pumpkin Spice where Rob and co-host Brittany take deep dives on horror series with a warm, humorous, and fact-filled approach. I do like horror films, but I only relatively recently, in the last 10 years, was like, oh, these are actually like a thing that speaks to me more for other reasons than it just being like fun to watch horror. Rob's first horror experience was a birthday party where his dad went off to rent the kids a bunch of scary movies. He got like three to five movies. One was that Night of the Living Dead remake. And then I think he got 
Carrie, which we did not watch, and I think that's probably because someone's mom at the time had probably seen it and be like, maybe don't put that one on. But then he got uh, another Stephen King, and I just know it's because he was like, Stephen King, he's a scary guy, I'll grab that. And it was actually a VHS of like three short films that were very much like in the vein of like, this would scare adults because it's real, not like a killer clown is eating children in a small main town. Like, it's like a son who has to help his dying mother with assisted suicide and the grief that goes along with that. I think this is quintessential, like, dad logic. Rob had his dad. For me, it was probably my older sister. But someone in our life started the horror movie Spark within us where eventually we'd adorn our childhood bedroom walls with pictures of killers. I had like Leatherface, I had a Freddy. I remember I had a giant poster from The Shining where it's, you know, Jack Nicholson's face, here's Johnny at the bottom of it. I mean, it was big. It was like, had to have been six feet tall and like probably four feet wide. Foam core, taken up like all of one wall. I've noticed a bond between men of a certain age. Men who had pictures of Penhead or Michael Myers on their wall. Men whose parents once thought, will my son grow up to slaughter camp counselors? This came up with the guys at Mahoning Drive-In. For me, a great Saturday was sitting and watching uh, Creature Double Feature or Dr. Shock Theater. Mm -hmm. I think my parents probably would have felt more comfortable if I would have actually been looking at porn instead. They were not conservative, but religious, but not ultra-religious. So, like, yeah, like, they did not get my obsession with horror movies and understand, like, identifying with monsters. Oh, my God, my parents thought I was going to go to hell because we had played D&D. I think a lot of worry on their part that the horror and all that wasn't you know, normal. So what does that mean? What's that doing to your brain? And I'm like, I'm growing up perfectly normal. For a guy who's now watched and reviewed lots of horror, I wondered if Rob had some insight into the psyche of parents and their scary movie-loving offspring. Why do you think boys, or certain boys, what is horror or what do these subcultures give them? Why shouldn't parents be afraid? With everything, there's nuance, right? So there's a level of, you know, age and comprehension that a kid needs to have before watching something. And then there's levels of, like, horror movies, right? I don't think they need to be afraid once you get to a certain level of, like, I can show you that I can watch this and not freak out. At one point, I wanted to rent the television miniseries of It!, we got to about five minutes in, and I turned to my mom, and I just said, I'm not ready. Can we went Wayne's World instead? She understood that she thought I was ready to watch it, so she was going to watch it with me. Pure speculation. But it does feel like when you are younger, you feel like you have to hit these, like, rites of passage. And I think, like, I have to prove to myself that I can watch a horror movie or, or that I can drive or that I get my first job or, like, all the really stupid cliche stuff. This is pure speculation on my end, but some childhood rites of passage, like being around bigger or older boys, the aggression that comes from roughhousing, sports, moving to new schools, it can be scary, especially for the type of kid who might be into horror. On that same token, 
I'm also not the first person to say this, but it is a way to relieve a portion of those anxieties. And maybe there was something about finding a kid that could engage in those anxieties by watching scary movies with you. Kids of a certain temperament. Kids like Rob and his friend John, a friend who had access to premium cable and the newest channel at the time, Stars. And From Dusk Till Dawn was premiering, and we fucking watched that movie every weekend it was on Stars, like while drinking chocolate milk and just being like, badass, look at that. But the most like gentle young men at the time, quite honestly, I think that's probably why it really jumped out at us, because like we would be the first people killed by the vampires. I'm going to speak for Rob here in saying I don't think he's afraid of vampires. Neither am I. Maybe we never were. But we do have concerns in life. I do have things that worry me. And there's a major relief in having folks like Rob to process adulthood's many stresses through on-screen machete kills and sequels that eventually find our franchised killer doing what he does best in space. Much like watching a horror movie gets rid of a portion of the anxieties of just, like, fear. And let's not forget, gore is cool. I still feel like I'm watching magic every time something undead oozes gooey Tom Savini special effects or the squibs that explode very red liquid from a shotgun blast. Steadicam POV shots that last minutes at a time and wild chainsaw dances on a Texas highway at dawn. Ah, what's not to love? Because of a worldwide pandemic, Rob and my many visits to horror screenings fell to zero for a year. And I've been dying to go back to watch people dying on screen for some time. I would like to keep the tradition alive. I would like to make the first in-theater horror movie with you the screening. I don't know when that's going to be, but I'm going to throw that out there. We got to. We have to. And finally, if you talk to a movie podcaster, you got to get some recommendations. What has been the most surprising horror movie that you've seen? Surprising how much I enjoyed it. It's a movie from the 80s called Pen. It's incredibly stupid, but made well. But then you'll get like lines that's like, Do you ever have the feel? What the hell is this? What commune wrote this movie that is competently made, but insane? Or a horror movie for fans of Other Men Need Help. Gotta watch The Love Witch. You follow a woman throughout this who is a witch that uses love magic, and that uh, the magic quote that she uses works so well, the men obsess over her and then don't understand why she won't be with them. Grown men are just in tears. A recommendation for fans of Rob Schulte. Watch the episode titled Halloween of Frasier. And finally, horror movie recommendation for a stereotypical suburban mom. What Lies Beneath. Hi, Mom. I want to get your memory. What was on my bedroom wall when I was younger? Oh, gosh. Some horror movie poster. Those were awful. (laughs) 
they were so violent and, and you liked them. So I thought, oh my God, what's wrong with this kid? Did you ever talk to parents about it? No. um... Oh, you mean, hey, I think my son's going to be a mass serial murderer. What are your kids like? No, I didn't. I never said that. You were quiet and not rambunctious or too crazy. Why do you think certain boys gravitate towards that kind of, those kinds of movies? Things that happen to you as a child, everybody has to learn how to deal with it because, first of all, you're, you're a child, but secondly, not only are you a child, you're physically not capable of defending yourself. You know, so it is a real scary world out there, no matter what you're doing or where you're going. Maybe that's yeah. a, a way of making it not so scary by understanding it that way. There's other things that men do that I think are bonding also. I mean, like mountain biking, stuff like that, you know, things that are hey, scary. You can break a bone or a collarbone or a leg or whatever, and it's kind of bonding to do stuff like that. And, and I made, that may be a way of overcoming fears, too. Parents, don't worry if your kids like these movies. They're not going to turn out to be serial killers. What's your first memory of seeing a scary movie? The Blob. I think it was James Arness was the monster, and they uh, they loaded the Blob onto some gigantic airplane, some kind of transporter type of thing, and and took it to Alaska, Alaska, and dumped it in the frozen tundra. <laughs> that was just- Other Men Need Help is executive produced, hosted, and written by me, Mark Bagant. Ben Goldberg, Caitlin May Burke, and Rebecca Seidel are our lead producers. Navani Otero is our producer. And our associate producers are Sierra Franco and Shanice Tendel. Rebecca is our lead engineer. Ben is our lead editor. Story editing on this episode by the whole team. Original music comes from Fulton Street Music Group. Composed by Ed Duran produced by Alex Fulton. Additional instrumentation comes from Ryan Chamberlain and Liam Moore. Illustration for this episode, done by the talented hands of Carmela Caldar. Thanks to the lovely folks at Mahoning Drive-In Theater. You can find out more at mahoningdit.com. And special thanks to our friend, Rob Schulte. Rob is the producer behind many fantastic shows. You can find out more at Rob kschulte.com that's S-C-H-U-L-T-E and you can find Pumpkin Spice wherever you listen to podcasts and speaking of podcasts that you listen to like this one well check this out you can become a patron by signing up at patreon.com slash other men need help five bucks a month gets you a bonus episode each season as well as weekly messages from me discounts to live events and other fun stuff 
sign up at patreon.com slash other men need help. Until next time. Adios. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Where are we? The Museum of the Moving Image. We're sitting in our seats, particularly, getting ready to watch The Shining. Do you remember from our last conversation, I said I was, uh, wanted to see my first post-pandemic horror movie with you? I do. I do remember that, and I think I might have been like, yeah, me too. Well, it is good to be back at the movies, good to be back at the movies with you. Yeah, it's, I'm thrilled, quite honestly. Uh, you and I are in the same boat. <laughs>